0: Talking about financing is never an easy thing with patients, but I'm excited to share this replay from our live cast with Adrian Valente from Sunbit, who is going to talk about how and when to offer patient financing. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. What's going on, Adam Nation? So as I mentioned, this is a replay from a live cast that I had the opportunity to do with Adrian Valente of Sunbit. Just a little bit about Adrian. So he joined Sunbit in 2016 and supports the training, enablement, and community engagement. As a resident subject matter expert for all things Sunbit, you'll find him hosting podcast events, interviews, and coaching sessions across all the industries that Sunbit serves. So again, Adam Radio and Sunbit is excited to bring to you on this Adam Radio special replay, Adrian Valente. Uh, today's live cast, we've got Adrian Valente with us, who's the Director of Training and Enablement at Sunbit. Uh, and let's just call it like it is, Adrian. There has been a lot of great positive energy around Sunbit and a lot of the great things that you guys are doing in our dental profession to help practices and more importantly, to help their patients get care. And so today's live cast, everybody, is how and when to offer patient financing. And so Adrian is going to be with us today. How are you doing, Adrian? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And I, I will say, everybody, Adrian and I spent a little time before we were going live here and uh, you may not all know this, but Sunbit uh, offers a lot of their services in other industries, uh, but we were just talking about how much, and I'm sure Adrian will speak to this, um, how much he has enjoyed our dental space and our curiosity. And I said, well, you are in for something today in regards to our office managers and everybody that watches and follows uh, ADOM, just because as we mentioned, Adrian, they're always looking for ways to to grow their practice. So I'm excited for you to share uh, like always everybody let adrian know from around the country where you're watching uh show him a little bit of love for Nation. Um, he's going to go through his presentation um and then he'll go ahead and wrap it up and any questions that you have we, we've already discussed you know he'll get in there um either on beyond facebook linkedin or youtube and answer any specific questions you have around sunbit so adrian the floor is yours
1: thank you so much i appreciate this opportunity because What we're gonna really focus on is having the tough conversations. How do we talk about financing to folks? Because there's a reason why we have financing options to really help broaden that spectrum of care for folks. So I'm excited to walk you through what I've been learning over the years, uh, what I've been teaching quite a bit with uh, a lot of our trainers, and sharing those best practices with you to help you build your comfort and confidence when offering financing to folks. You know these conversations are tricky to have a lot of folks don't feel comfortable or confident so they really struggle with how and when to offer financing to folks and i've actually been training people on things for a long time my career started with peoplesoft and oracle where i focused on enterprise applications for higher education Uh, Later on, moving into uh, local government and the public sector, but then decided to switch things up and work for a small startup called Chow Now, where they were helping uh, small independent restaurants and mom and pop shops compete with the big boys by having their own custom online ordering systems and working with a lot of those businesses was great. Sunbit was an opportunity to focus on financing solutions. Services and products that really help folks with local everyday needs. And with SunBit, uh, our certification training program has certified over 87,000. Certified users, what we call Sunbeasts, active at over 14,000 locations across the country. I spend a lot of my time on training webinars, podcasts, where either I'm a guest or I'm interviewing folks on our own podcast, and recently was on the Veterinary Innovation podcast as well, because we focus on local, everyday needs. Dental care, car service, optometry, and veterinary care. And we've learned quite a bit, and I'm really excited to share this with you because the patient journey is similar in many different places. So by whittling things down to very simple methodologies, we can help not only convey things clearer, but really help folks with options by making it easier to understand and more approachable. Uh, What I was talking about earlier, uh, which we were alluding to uh, prior to starting this live cast was... I I do training webinars all the time. In all the other industries, we always have a blast. But when it comes to my dental training webinars, there is such a healthy appetite for knowledge. You are such a savvy group of individuals, incredibly talented and smart, asking the right questions. And it is just a pleasure to be able to teach uh, office managers and different dental practices around the country. But Before we get into the nitty-gritty of how and when do you present financing to folks, we really need to understand what the problem is. The problem is that we have a lot of folks not going to the dentist. And the biggest reason for this is cost. It's reported that 59% of adults forego dental care due to cost. And when you look at something like this, you start to ask yourself, well, why? You know, before COVID started, it was reported that 40% of Americans couldn't put together $400 for an unexpected expense. But then recently, as of January, it came out that 56% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 unexpected expense without savings. And there's no doubt that with rising gas costs, inflation, uh, talk about a recession, all these different affordability issues that folks are running into. It's a bit of a crisis for people. So what do we do about this? This is one of the reasons why we offer financing to folks, to give people breathing room, so they don't have to pay for everything all at once. Now, it's interesting is in addition to the affordability crisis a lot of folks are facing, we're also noticing that behavior has been changing. Over the years, people have been moving away from traditional financing methods and doing different things like payment plans or installment loans. Uh, In fact, we've been doing this for years on things like our cell phones, so it's not really anything new or novel. But with COVID and the start of the pandemic, everyone was at home, online shopping, and the whole buy now, pay later thing exploded. You can't go anywhere shopping online. And you're going to run into these buy now pay later options. In fact, if you head over to GameStop.com right now, and you're looking at a video game console, they're going to have three different buy now pay later options for you to choose from, in addition to their other payment methods with debit and credit. But although there are a lot of companies doing this with online shopping for the junk you want, local everyday needs are underserved this is why so many dental practices are looking to identify the right types of financing solutions that they can provide to their patients is it a mix of traditional and new financing in many cases yes but what's interesting is that traditional financing is a bit stuck in the past and this leads into a lot of the issues office managers and treatment coordinators face when presenting financing. See, traditional financing will do long lengthy applications, asking invasive questions like how much money you make, what's your employment status, what you pay on rent or mortgage. And a lot of people are, are it's it's not a good, a good experience for folks. It takes a lot of time, ask questions they're not comfortable answering. In addition to that, we also see that um uh there's unnecessary hard credit checks modern financing has realized this isn't necessary that's why you see more and more options leveraging soft credit checks instead of hard credit checks and then a lot of declines lots of people being told no and a lot of office managers have told me that they've really pulled back on offering financing because back in the day they're just used to there being a lot of declines which they don't feel good about so not only are folks getting declined they're getting hard credit checks and now this is not a good experience for folks and then you have the additional layer of our own personal experiences, because we've all been burned by banks and credit cards at some point, and that has fostered distrust over time. Folks are naturally suspicious and skeptical of anything bank related, financing related, because we're always on the lookout for those gotcha fees, hidden fees and rates, and all these things, It's, it's just been how we're conditioned. So all these factors play into The the negativity people feel about offering financing. And it's important that we understand that there's also the consumer aspect of this. And it's seen evidently when you look at the credit divide, because traditional financing really focuses on prime and super prime patients. You got to have a high enough credit score to get your foot in the door, like a 680 or 700. But newer options are starting to open this up a bit. But the credit divide is an important thing we need to pay attention to. Because not only were all of these factors making it uncomfortable for office managers to bring up financing, but now patients and customers also have some difficulty there too. Let's illustrate this a little bit further. When you look at credit scores in this country, on the higher end of the credit score spectrum this is where folks can find things like credit cards or perhaps a a point of sale e-commerce or financing solution or maybe an online unsecured loan and these are typically just ballpark apr ranges just to really illustrate what folks at the higher end of the credit score spectrum have access to but what about everybody else and this is where On the the other end of the spectrum, you start to find predatory options like payday loans, cash advances, auto title loans, triple digit interest rates, borderline criminal. Shouldn't even be legal, my opinion. But this divide is, it's alarming, isn't it? It's not fair. So this is why newer solutions are looking for ways to bridge the gap. This is why a lot of dental practices have been identifying multiple financing services that they can make available so that folks have options and that's great technology is catching up uh, solutions are evolving and adapting but even with all that innovation and all the training i do that focuses on technical stuff inevitably everything veers back to soft skills how do i talk about this when do i bring it up how do how should my tone be when i talk to folks so let's actually go go through that together Now, I want to start with a quick story about Arco gas stations, because I'm from California. I grew up here, and famously, in 1982, Arco stopped honoring credit cards. And they did this to try to lower gas prices. And they had this famous commercial back in 1982 where they blew up a credit card, and we're not doing that anymore. And then they started accepting, two years later, they started accepting ATM cards and and debit cards. So Arco has famously been... Cash only, debit only, no credit cards. And then I was driving on the freeway a couple of weeks ago and I saw a billboard, and I have a screenshot here from their website, that they just started accepting credit cards again. And that kind of rocked me. Having grown up here, I know Arco's not in every state, but that was a cash only business. They never did credit cards. I would purposely not go there because oftentimes I didn't want to use cash, I just wanted to use my credit card. So after 40 years, why would arco do this why would they start telling people they now accept credit cards now i bring this up in trainings all the time it's one of my favorite questions because then i start to get feedback from office managers and treatment coordinators things like oh well you know maybe people would just prefer to pay with a credit card over cash oh that's valid what else oh well you know maybe they would just maybe they don't have the cash on hand and credit card is is more, uh, appropriate falcon, just prefer it, yes, that too. In fact, all the reasons that earners tell me they think you know, a cash-owned business would start telling people to accept credit cards its all these convenience for folks. This has nothing to do with affordability. I mean, for some it does, but the way it's treated is just a payment at convenience and amenity, and this is because all the reasons why ARCO now tell you and other customers are the same reason why we need to tell patients about the finance you have. There was a survey recently that asked a lot of you how often is financing offered to patients? And I apologize. It looks like I have a little bit of... I, I don't... No, uh, what we're finding is that there is a really healthy split between how folks are presenting financing to their patients um, we find that 30 percent are only offering financing when somebody asks for it and uh, i i'm gonna stop my screen sharing real quick and get a quick refresh this is the fun part about doing things live so i apologize it's an issue on my end this kind of rocks me. I'm thinking 30 percent of mental practices are, are not offering or presenting to folks, and yet also have 26% that's only offering it if the patient treatment's not covered by insurance. So, what I'm seeing here is that there's a lot of different conditions that offices are going through before they offer financing. So they either don't offer it at all. Or it depends on the treatment price, which I'm actually not a big fan of because that puts us in legally murky water. See, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act was designed to prevent businesses from profiling or discriminating against folks. So if you are sitting there cherry picking whom to offer financing to, that could be a legal issue. You know, you need to offer it to everyone. That's the most compliant way to do this. And for that 18, or what is it, 15% of of practices that offer to every patient, that's how a lot of successful practices do it. And, And we'll walk through those details, but I find this data fascinating because it shows that there's a lot of different approaches to this, that a lot of the training we do in soft skills matters. Because- Perhaps if we had an easier time talking about it, we would offer it to everybody every time. So when we think about this, I want you to remember this as we kind of go go through this together. Keep it simple. You have financing options. They all have differences. But the key is keeping the entry point very lightweight. Use this talk track. You don't have to pay for everything today. Here, I can show you. And maybe you have a link or a QR code or a tablet or marketing materials or a pamphlet or something you can share that has that information. So keep it simple because this is a lot more comfortable. It's softer. It's more approachable. And you want to do this early on. You want to present financing options early because now it's giving patients an opportunity to plan and budget for your treatment recommendations in advance. It's also helping to alleviate stress. There's sticker, st- sticker shock associated with understanding treatment costs. So in that moment, by letting folks know, hey, by the way, you don't have to pay for all that today. You know, we could split it up for you and we have some options. And, and, and at the same time, you're helping to prepare for conversations later. You know, if you're mentioning it early when someone's checking in, or maybe when they're waiting for their appointment in the lobby, this is a great opportunity to plant the seed give them an opportunity to consider it, think about it, go through the appointment. And now we're helping to curb any of the awkward conversations we have when we bring up financing later. So offering early and often is the key to success when leveraging financing options with all of your patients. And we do this because it's not only gonna help with affordability in terms of helping patients accept all your recommendations, but also maintaining treatment compliance over time. It's also going to help provide more value in that sense. But even folks that have the cash on hand, a lot of them simply appreciate having the option. And this is why offering early and often works so well. Because we're not talking about any price or costs yet. We're not even scheduling the next treatment yet. What we're doing is letting you know about an amenity, a convenience that we have. And, that are, and that's our financing uh stable of services so don't wait for objections i hear this all the time where you know office managers and treatment coordinators will tell me well i just i wait for the patient to tell me they need it there was something i read recently where i think the majority of people would rather talk openly about their divorce than they would about their finances and debt this is a deeply emotional topic for folks emotions like humility hubris pride, uh, uh, frustration, embarrassment. Uh, When it comes to finances in general, it's not a comfortable topic for most people. So if you're waiting for an objection from someone, that's going to be kind of awkward because now it's going to sound really salesy. It's going to sound like you're pushing. Oh, there's a problem. Well, we have financing, and and now all of a sudden it sounds like we're in a used car lot, you know. So if you're bringing up early, bringing it up early, treating it like a convenience, it's helping with objection handling later on in the cycle. So when I'm working with treatment coordinators and uh, uh, office managers, this is one of the things we really focus on quite a bit, just to make sure that everyone's feeling comfortable about this approach. Now there are multiple patient touch points where we can generate awareness. And this is key to really dissect each of those touch points and how you can make an impact by simply making options available. We have a lot of practices I've worked with which leverage pre-qualification before an appointment. So you may have some financing options where there's a link or a QR code or something where the patient can play with it ahead of time, see how much they're approved for. So pre-qualification, if you have that functionality available, use it early. And then at check-in, you can pre-qualify then as well, especially if you have technology or a link or a QR code, or you can send them somewhere or provide them a pamphlet. So while they're sitting there, they can start to explore these options. And now you have prepared them with information. So as they go into the appointment and meet with the doctor, they have considered these things. By the time they reach the consultation with the treatment coordinator, It's not a surprise. It helps to alleviate stress and sticker shock because now that they are seeing the treatment recommendations and the treatment cost, they know how much they were approved for. They've already been planning and budgeting. That number gave them their full purchasing power. Pre-qualification is an amazing tool. I can't recommend it enough. For all of the financing service providers that offer it, it should be used early in the process So that way, when we are sitting down and showing options, the patient has all the information ready to go. This is a sales tool for your practice if used correctly. So let's actually go through these touch points together and really understand how we can modify some of our talk tracks to bring up financing options at each of these steps. So let's talk about check-in. There's an analogy I like to use. When you get your car serviced and you go to a dealership and you drop your car off in the service drive, they'll offer you coffee and Wi-Fi and maybe there's complimentary donuts or muffins. Or uh, they'll offer you shuttle service to take you home or back to work or maybe call you an Uber or a Lyft. They provide text message updates on the status of your vehicle. And I tell that story because everyone nods and goes, yeah, yeah, I have a car, I've, I drive, I've had my car serviced. That's a story that resonates with all of us. And when you think about it, all those things they offered are amenities and conveniences. I don't get offended when someone offers me shuttle service. Like, how dare you assume I don't have a ride? So tone is important. That's why at check-in, you can treat your financing options the same way just like text message updates or complimentary beverages or anything like that, you have flexible financing options available. So anything they might need today, they can simply pay over time instead of paying all of it at once. So check-in is a very, very powerful step. The most successful practices I've coached leverage this heavily with all of their financing options, because now as the patient is sitting in the lobby, they have something to think about to consider to play with. Now, Let's say you're talking to an insurance patient and you have a talk track about verifying their coverage. Right on the heels of that, let them know that, hey, if there's any out-of-pocket expenses, let us know. Uh, We have some flexible uh, monthly payment options or financing options. I like to use monthly payment options because regardless of what kind of financing services you provide, at the end of the day, the whole point of financing is to give us breathing room and we just pay it monthly whether it's a credit card or an installment loan or a a different type of financing program so i like to use simple language like monthly payments you know let me show you how we can help with out-of-pocket expenses you know i know a lot of folks don't like using the word financing although it's the most legally compliant way to talk about it but you can be specific if you have more than one type of financing option so let folks know what their options are now The consultation is one of the most important conversations we're going to have, because now we're talking about treatment recommendations. Here's what the doctor's recommending. Here's what the costs look like. Here are the options. And this now starts to become stressful, right? We saw earlier 59% of adults forego dental care due to cost. That doesn't mean that the rest of them aren't still concerned about it. So... We have folks that are now considering lots of things, not just their health, not just your recommendations, but how are they going to pay for this? Uh, What's the best way for them to go about this? How are they going to plan and budget? Now, if you did not mention any financing options up until this point, the stress is magnified. But if the options were made known going into this consultation, it helps to curb that stress. Because part of that internal conversation of how am I going to pay for this, well, now they know that there's other options, that you don't have to pay for all of this out of pocket today. You don't have to use cash or anything. We have other options. You know, Maybe it makes sense for us to take a look at those. And this is the perfect time to dive into those details. But I can't stress this enough. Show them things. Don't just talk about it. Regardless of what your financing service providers give you, whether it's a pamphlet or a link you can send them to, or something you can pull up on your computer and maybe swivel your monitor around, maybe you have it on a tablet that they can play with, regardless of what you have, show it to people. It is incredibly important to put something in their hands during this moment, right? I don't know if any of you have seen Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. Remember when Ricky Bobby goes, I don't know what to do with my hands. Same thing, like with patients, put something in their hands. So as you're having this conversation, they have something to reference, to look at, and it helps to build confidence for them. So that way they feel informed. And that reflects positively on you because you're just simply helping them with options. But remember, if we didn't mention it early and we only wait for objections, then this comes off as a little pushy a little salesy it needs to be treated as an as a, an amenity or convenience the whole way through these touch points are important because we are respecting the patient's time by not sandbagging everything for this one big conversation if we spread it out a little bit more a little bit more evenly it's a win-win for everybody helps alleviate stress from the staff too now i get this question a lot Discount requests. I have practices that are trying to actively move away from offering discounts. But then at the same time, folks will say things to me like, well, Adrian, I don't want to use any negative language. You know, if somebody asks for a discount, I struggle because it's uncomfortable to say, oh, we don't do that, or, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. We won't, we don't. How can I use positive language? It's important that you hear what they're asking. Really listen. Well, you know what we can do? We could split this up into monthly payments. You, you don't have to pay for all this today. I can show you. And then you introduce your options. I didn't say no. I heard, I listened. Yes. Here's a solution. Would this work? That tone is important. I had a practice manager once tell me, you know, Adrian, we're offering it to everybody, but people are getting offended. And I was like, what? Offended? I don't think we teach anything offensive. What are you saying? And they told me that whenever cost was mentioned, whenever they focused on an amount, they immediately would follow it up with, well, by the way, if you can't afford this, we have financing. No, (laughs) don't. That's awful. I would be offended if I was the patient. Remember, I said this earlier, and I I, I say this over and over again, it's not about affordability, it's about options. The reason why that phrase is so important is because it impacts your tone, it impacts your approach, right? I don't know what anyone's financial situation is, and I'm not gonna make assumptions. So I'm just gonna treat this like it's debit and credit and financing and just another payment method, nothing crazy, this is just an everyday normal thing. You have choices, and I'm just letting you know you have choices. That tone is important um, because people pick up on that. Remember, this is a very sensitive topic, rife with emotions, and a lot of times this is why some office managers will tell me that you know some some approvals on their financing services that patients will get emotional, both in a positive and a negative way. You know, maybe they didn't get what they needed, maybe they got more than they needed. So when you see that kind of emotional reaction, you know how important these conversations are and why your approach and your tone is of the most paramount importance to how and when you offer financing. Early and often, keep it simple, make it relatable with regular everyday language. And remember, it's not just for major treatments. A lot of financing can be used for fillings and routine extractions, and root canals. What's interesting, is that we've had a lot of practices embrace this training methodology and they're often surprised by the lower treatment amounts that people are financing. Because there's this misconception that financing's just for the big stuff, just for the major treatments. We saw in that survey earlier that there's a healthy segment of folks who only offer financing if the amount is really big. Uh, and that's a little bit of a legal compliance issue. We don't want to discriminate against folks, and that's a form of discrimination, making an assumption that, oh, that dollar amount's so high, we don't think you can afford it, and you need financing. Ah, that's murky water. We can't really go there with it. So remember, not just for major treatments. You can do it for minor stuff too. Um, It's important that when you talk to folks, if they have any questions that you don't know the answer to, that's okay. There's no harm in not knowing stuff. That's why you can always escalate to the support teams at your various financing service providers. But I want to show you a case study from a particular practice that we that, uh, that we consulted with. Um, and they really took this training methodology to heart. You know, me and the, the trainers who, who teach this content, how and when to offer financing, when practices really embrace it, it moves the needle. Let me show you. So we're looking at Smiles West. This is a two week snapshot of what happened when they really embraced offering to every patient upfront. So all their patients for two weeks were made known that there were financing options at all these different touch points. And you can see what started happening. They brought in $62,000 of incremental production They were also surprised that of the 34 people, the 34 patients they helped with financing, the average production was $1,800. That kind of blew them away. They were expecting, you know, oh, financing's for the big stuff. But once they start offering it for everything, they were shocked how many people took it for average production of $1,500, $1,800. And their approval rate was significantly higher than they were expecting. Hmm, that's interesting. You see, if you're only offering financing to the folks you think need it or folks that ask for it, you are pigeonholing these options for only specific demographics. Once you start offering to everybody, it opens that up. So now you have people from all walks of life that now are considering, hey, maybe I would prefer financing instead of spending all the cash up front. Maybe I would prefer to spend that cash on something else and financing makes more sense for my budgetary needs. And we can see that of all the approvals, 70% of those patients ended up using financing. So it's interesting. We still had a lot of people getting approved, but didn't use it. But they still went forward with the treatment. And this is also another interesting aspect. Just because you're offering financing and people look at it because they're curious, It doesn't matter if they use it or not, what matters is they're getting the treatment done. And in many cases, the simple act of offering financing and looking at those options, even if they pay with their own payment method, oftentimes is a powerful motivator to help them say yes to getting that treatment done. So the other interesting thing on this uh, image here is all of this activity was generated by two staff members, the office manager, and the treatment coordinator. And you could see that the treatment coordinator had a lot more activity than the office manager. However, that's not to discredit what the office manager was doing for all of those people because it was a team effort. You know, the office manager is upfront uh, with patients when they're checking in, when they're in the lobby, uh, answering questions before they meet with the doctor. So planting the seed, offering to every patient every time, using pre-qualification, services that you may have available through your financing providers or other tools pamphlets whatever was available and that really set up the treatment coordinator for greater success because now there was this path and once you reach the treatment coordinator they already know everything maybe they were playing with it on their own device maybe there was a link or a qr code or a tablet you had in the lobby and now the treatment coordinators have an an easier time quicker conversations less friction less awkwardness all because of the team effort between front of house and back of house in a sense right just like a restaurant both need to be running in sync with each other for smooth operations and of course office managers and treatment coordinators know this better than anyone so i'm always fascinated when i see case studies like this because the impacts are immediate that's why i'm only showing a two-week snapshot from right when they made the change. Because sure, I could show you a month or a year or six months, but the takeaway here is that these small incremental changes to how you talk about it and when you bring it up have an immediate impact to not only broadening that spectrum of care to more patients, but helping to capture more revenue and production for your office. It's a win-win for everybody, but it matters. How we talk about it when we bring it up in the tone we have the interesting thing is of those patients we ask a question and one of the questions is uh would you have completed the treatment if you didn't use financing and in that survey a whopping 72 percent said no that they would have walked out they would have walked away they would have declined the treatment and that would have been lost production. Interestingly enough, only 12% said they would have done part of the treatment, just modified the treatment plan a little bit. And 16% said, eh, they would have done the treatment anyways, paid cash or credit. And yet they preferred to do financing instead of their own out-of-pocket payment method. And when I show data like this in training, a lot of people are surprised by that 72% But then I'm quick to remind folks, well, if you're not offering financing to everybody, how do you know what you're missing out on? How do you know people aren't walking away, but maybe we're too embarrassed to ask? Or in more instances than not, maybe they didn't even know that the options you had existed in the first place. Right? You might have marketing materials, but to be honest, a lot of people are in their bubble. They're on their phone. They're not really paying attention to that kind of stuff. And maybe they do. But when you say something, it cuts through the noise and makes a much bigger impact with patients when it comes from you. So this is a takeaway for why we offer to every person every time. It's important that patients know what their full purchasing power is. It's important that they know what their options are, that they can plan and budget for your treatment recommendations and have a positive experience with your practice, which long-term will boost retention. So on the heels of this, I often have practices ask me, well, how can I set some goals for myself or for different team members? So we're gonna use the data from that case study To help us with an example so this is what we did with the smiles west which really helped them because you know you're you're taking into consideration all these things we're talking about but what you really need to do is actually go through the effort of saying something so just apply two people a day we know there's always at least two patients a day walking out without getting the treatment they need if we can just have at least two of them apply a day we'll see purchases from that. We'll see people actually do transactions with financing, right? So let's say you scan two a day and at least one of those actually uses it. Now let's say you're working 22 days that month and you've been doing this consistently and let's play on the safe side and say that the average financing production is $1,500. Let's, you know, just to play with some small safe numbers. That's an easy, $33,000 in incremental production for the month from just applying two people a day and making that effort, not waiting for someone to ask, but being proactive, generating awareness with every patient every time, giving people an opportunity to see their options. I'm sure you have financing services that do soft credit checks, so people aren't getting dinged up front, but you do have options. That's really the whole point. So make sure you understand that stuff and give people an opportunity to see their options because the impact to your bottom line is tremendous when you embrace these methodologies. So what do you really need to know? Handling concerns is a really big uh, uh, challenge for folks because you might be really good at presenting financing options, but maybe when somebody asks you a question, you lose your cool. You're not a, you're not as calm and collected. You're a little frazzled. Maybe you don't know how to answer, and that's okay. And you might have folks that automatically assume that your financing will take too long that's understandable because old school financing was a lot lengthier but you might have newer options that are a lot faster now that you can do stuff digitally send people a link or a qr code or maybe you can do it on your computer uh, whatever tools you have to speed up the process let folks know about that they don't know you're the one with the experience. So you can help with that objective, which is one of the most, uh, objection, which is one of the most common. Uh, Because, yeah, people are in a hurry. They don't want to deal with all the paperwork. But, hey, if you have the ability to make it really fast, let that be known, right? And the other one is when someone is afraid they're not going to qualify. That's completely valid. Because people that have been declined on traditional financing may have felt really burned by the experience. Maybe it resulted in a hard credit check and they got declined. So it wasted their time and it dinged their credit and they don't feel good about it. So now they're hesitant to do that again. So when this happens, it's important that you respond appropriately based on the financing services you provide. I implore you to make sure you have a solid grasp on what kind of credit checks your financing services provide. Some will do a hard credit check up front, whether you're approved or declined, which will show up on the credit report and ding people a couple of points. Some solutions will do a soft credit check up front to let people see their options, but then it turns into a hard credit check at the end. And some solutions do a soft check for the entire process. It never results in a hard credit check. But again, different financing options handle this differently. So it's up to you and your staff to make sure you understand for each of the financing options you have what are those credit checks and what does that look like so that way you can answer appropriately and some of your options do have higher approval rates than others so if someone had a bad experience you know based on what you know with your current solutions maybe this will be a better experience right so this is this is probably the thing you really really need to know because this is such a sensitive topic And the last thing you want is to misrepresent those financing solutions and possibly run into legal issues, right? And we don't want people to have to deal with that. Now, in addition to these credit checks, it's also important to understand which of your financing solutions reports to a major credit bureau, because you might have a solution that does a soft credit check, but then because it's reported to a credit bureau, it's showing up on reports, you know, and that might confuse patients because there's a difference between doing credit checks and credit reporting, right? So you have solutions that can do a soft check, a hard check, both one or the other, doesn't matter. But then after the fact, when the transaction is completed, is that getting reported and to which credit bureau, if one or more? And This is an important distinction that people may ask about. And if you are not sure, I implore you to go find that information out. This is why the Truth in Lending Act is so important to make sure you have all the proper disclaimers and disclosures on these marketing materials from your different financing service providers so they have those options to review on their own. Or maybe a rates and terms page or a link you can send people to. You are also the first line of defense in preventing fraud because if part of the application process requires you to... Uh, look at an id or copy details from an id state law dictates that you got to check to make sure that's the person giving it to you and if it doesn't match if that's not the person yeah you shouldn't move forward with the application Also treat everyone fairly, don't lie or misrepresent the financing details and don't take advantage of a customer's misunderstanding. I've talked about it before, but it's worth mentioning again, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act to ensure that businesses don't profile or discriminate against customers and patients for any reason whatsoever, which is why we offer financing to all, to avoid those issues. We covered a lot of great stuff. I hope this was helpful and I encourage you to start submitting questions through the Q&A. Um, I see in the chat uh, we have uh, some comments that if you're interested in learning more, I'll put some information on the screen. But this is your chance to go ahead and submit some questions. Let me know if you want some clarification on anything. I hope I covered all the bases, but I appreciate your time and your effort in continuing your education. Uh, Let's go ahead and check out the chat, see if anything's going on. While we wait for people to submit any questions, I'll go ahead and change the screen and let you know uh, there are some takeaways. You can head over to dental.sunbit.com forward slash ADOM, And for the month of August, uh, for any practices that sign up for a SunBit demo, we're giving away $50 DoorDash gift cards as our way of saying thank you for making the time to attend one of our demos. We also have an annual white paper uh, that SunBit put together called Case Acceptance Matters, How Dental Professionals Are Overcoming Cost Barriers. And you can find that dental.sunbit.com forward slash survey. So go ahead and check those sites out. And we'll go ahead and take a look at the chat and see what's going on here. Well, I'm not seeing anything coming yet, which means I must have done a bang out job here with all this uh, financing (laughs) training. But uh, uh, thank you to all the folks at ADOM and all of you who tuned in live. And if you're watching this recording, thank you, too. Uh, We appreciate it. And hopefully I'll catch you at a future session where we uh, review these topics again. No questions yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out just for another minute. We're going to hang out just for another minute or two and see if anyone uh, has any questions. You know, oftentimes I, I have people tell me that uh, once they get comfortable with when to bring it up, it makes how to talk about it a little easier. Sometimes if you're struggling with the words to use, just stop for a second and focus on those timings or touch points that you actually say something. Um, th- when you do that, you can then kind of tailor the language you're using based around that scenario or circumstance. You know, pre-qualification is interesting. A lot of practices uh, have been telling me that when they open up the office in the morning, they will look at all the appointments they have for the day. And if they have one or multiple financing solutions, they'll have a little template they can send out, like an email or a text message template. Maybe they have a, a, a web page on their website a specific page with all their financing options that they can then link to in a text message or email and they start to send out these notifications first thing in the morning so for all the appointments today they're getting notified uh, as a reminder for their appointment and if you'd like to take a look at any of our financing options you can read more about it here and maybe it goes to the pre-qualification for one of your service providers maybe it goes to a landing page on your website that way folks have information. They could even look up those companies because that's another thing that, you know, they when, when you give them a chance early to look at stuff while they're sitting in the lounge or your lobby, they can be on their phone checking out those different financing service providers, looking at reviews and really arming themselves with information. It's almost the same way I eat at restaurants now, right? I'm always looking online, looking at reviews. I want to see pictures. I want to see what other popular items before I order or even go to the place. So we need to treat your financing options just like a menu of services you provide. Can we make that menu available to folks ahead of time? Can we give them a chance to review so that they know what's on the menu before they take a seat at the table, right? Um, Anyways, I could talk about this for a long time. Uh, it looks like we are now at the 45-minute mark. But again, uh, thank you so much for all of your time. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. You can also reach out uh, to me, um, uh, training at sunbit.com. I see those as well.
2: Hey, Adrian, this is Chris. Yes. We did get, um, we did get one comment uh, that we just started Sunbit about three weeks ago. What a game changer. Unbelievable the results we have received. 100% support them.
1: Thank you for sharing that That uh, made my day uh, I'm sure it made a lot of other days for some sunbit folks.
2: Absolutely. Uh, just going back through here very quickly, looking through um, another comment, you know, always do your due diligence when engaging yes. with any partner trust, but verify the information when it sounds too good to be true. It usually is maybe talk about that verification process.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of it will first come from questions that patients are going to ask. So make sure you understand what's happening with the service providers. What are they doing with soft checks or hard credit checks? What are they doing with credit reporting? What are they doing with fees? Because these are the questions patients have. So as you verify partners that you work with, Try to really look at it from the perspective of the patient because it's very easy to look at it from the perspective of your business, your practice. You know, you're sitting there thinking, What's the risk to me? What's the risk to the patient? And when you think about risk to the patient, those questions about credit scores, about reporting, about credit checks, about fees all play into that. And also, from a training and support perspective, when you're looking at partners, you want to also look into that too because. You may have staff turnover. And what does that look like? You know, you got to get them up to speed on your financing solutions. So you want to ensure that, hey, is my office prepared for change? How can I quickly access information when I need it? And then read reviews. I can't recommend it enough. Go to Trustpilot, go to Google reviews, just read and research just like you would with things you're shopping for, like I do with restaurants. Uh, Do your due diligence and do it from both the business's perspective for your office and practice and also do it from the patient's perspective. Put yourselves in the consumer's shoes, which shouldn't be too hard. We're all consumers. We've all done financing for different things. Um, So have that angle when you look at it. And I'll leave you with this one piece of advice. This is actually something personal for me that I've been doing both in my professional and personal life. Ask better questions. Ask better questions. I always think about this when I'm evaluating tools or technology or I'm looking at financing options for things I need for me and my family. Ask better questions and don't make assumptions.
2: Hey Adrian, we did just, and that's, that's all great information. We did just get another question come in, um, from Kay. Um, you know, can you talk about the down payment that's required by the officers to collect and patient to pay?
1: Yeah. So some financing solutions require down payments. Some don't. This is why understanding the differences in your financing solutions is so important. Down payments are an interesting thing because a lot of solution providers see the down payment as a means of approving more people, right? So you'll find a lot of the solutions with the higher approval amounts require a little bit more discipline. They can approve more people if those folks have a little bit of skin in the game. Now, there are some solutions where they have down payments as small as a dollar or maybe 5% of the transaction amount. And you might have folks that uh, are higher risk profiles and they require higher down payments, but they're still getting approved as opposed to getting declined. This is why so many of the newer solutions are leveraging modern technology to approve as many people as possible. Because you know what? As long as they are approved, that's a good feeling. If the options don't work for that person, that's okay. You know, it didn't hurt to check. And that's why some offices have multiple solutions. So the down payments can vary based on the type of financing you're providing. Within that particular financing, you may find that down payments are different for each of the different options available to that patient. So let's see, let's say there's an installment loan option you have, and they are looking at different options, kind of like when you shop for a car, right? You choose how long you're going to pay it off, you make a, a down payment, and then you can do your early payments whenever you need to, no fees. So there's that kind of financing where you have all these options. And I always encourage folks, If you have a financing solution that presents multiple options, review each of them. Don't assume that the financing terms are gonna be the same, they might not. You know, the down payments could be different, the APRs could be different. So down payments, whether it's, you know, regardless of the financing solution, is that means
2: of approving
1: more people, helping them borrow less and ultimately have lower monthly payments.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for, for that, uh, for that great response, Adrian. Um, Just have a couple more questions as we, you know, get to our, our, uh, our two o'clock time here. Um, Next one is, I have a patient buying a home. Should they still do financing?
1: No. Can they, the the question I always ask, I get, I get this question a lot. Are are people buying houses and uh, getting their teeth worked on at the same time? Uh, frequently, it, it's one of those things where remember the basics of due diligence. Right? Is that financing provider doing a hard credit check? Because if you're buying a house, that's a problem, right? They tell you when you're in the middle of escrow, don't do anything with your finances, don't apply for financing, don't take on more debt. You just kind of leave it on ice. You know, just get through escrow, get the get the keys. Can the treatment wait till after they get the house, right? The other aspect is, do those financing service providers report to a major credit bureau? Because maybe they don't do a hard check, but maybe they report to a credit bureau. That is also a red flag when you are buying a house. These are things that could negatively impact that patient from being able to secure buying a home. So you gotta be fair with folks and understand that, hey, maybe buying this house is a bigger deal than what we're recommending for treatment. Can it wait? Can it wait a month or however long their escrow is? Have that conversation. Be transparent. If you are not sure, get the support team for your financing service providers on the phone to help with those questions. Because the last thing we want is for your dental practice to be responsible for a patient losing out on a home purchase. So I, just be honest, be clear, be transparent. I, I would strongly recommend waiting until after
2: they close. Good question. Yeah, that's a great question. And and you're absolutely right. Transparency is is just a a big it's a big deal for everyone. I think regardless of industry, transparency builds trust. So I'm with you. um, Another question that we have, Adrian, how do I train my team to overcome price objections when presenting cases?
1: Yeah, when you have price objections, you have a couple of options. Um, if you had been bringing up options ahead of time, right on the heels of that objection, you can just remind them, you know, we do have some financing options. We do have the ability to split this up for you. So you don't have to pay for it all today. You don't have to pay for it all today is one of my favorite phrases. Cause that's really the core of what financing is like. You don't want to spend all that cash right now So how can you give yourself breathing room? Well, you use financing and you can pay it off. Some of your financing solutions have 0% APR options, true no interest options. Some of you have deferred interest options. So if you can present those clearly to folks in that moment, it's really gonna help. But again, it comes down to that level of confidence and comfort that the staff has. If only at that objection, if that's the only time we've mentioned financing, yeah, that's gonna be tough. You know, now we're sounding like a used car salesperson trying to hawk financing to really push for the close. But we need to have that tone that we're trying to help folks. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's a price objection, soft approach, we have options. There's also the ability of modifying the treatment. You know, can the financing solution allow us to change the cost really quick to recalculate those options? So if if this is too high and we can't get these financing options to get in a good monthly payment range for you, maybe we modify the treatment plan a little bit. Maybe we get started on an aspect of the treatment, and then we can reapply for financing once they're done with that phase. And they may see an improvement on approvals. If they've been making payments on time and we start to see a possibility of positive impact to their credit, they may get better approvals on that next round. So you can tailor things or work on your
2: approach. That's great, thank you. Um, Another question we had, Adrian, can you explain the difference between a soft credit check and a hard credit check?
1: Absolutely. A soft credit check pulls what's called your vantage score, which is usually your smallest, wimpiest credit score because it uses the least amount of data. But although it shows up on your own credit report for you to see, it doesn't show up for anyone else to see. That's why soft credit checks don't impact you or ding your points. Soft credit checks are also used for many things. Employers use soft credit checks to look at things. We also have, uh, you know, you get a pre-approved credit card offer in the mail and you wonder, how did I get that? It was a soft credit check, you know. Um, A hard credit check gets your FICO score, which uses significantly more data. And there's a cost for that. And that is in credit score points. So a hard check will ding your credit score a couple of points. And that's what people are really afraid of. And this is why understanding how your financing options work with soft checks and hard checks is important because hard checks are scary. People that have been declined on financing, they're afraid of that happening again. And it's part of why our system is a bit broken because if you have folks at the bottom of the credit score spectrum and every time they apply for financing they get dinged how are they expected to build their credit if it just keeps digging the hole deeper and deeper this is why you're seeing a lot of financing options move towards doing soft credit checks all the way through some of them will do a soft check up front just to help folks see their options. But then they'll do a hard check at the end to close that financing transaction. So again, uh, you know, the hard check is, is an important aspect. You gotta know what your financing solutions are doing. But soft check doesn't ding you,
2: hard check does. That's a great explanation. Thank you, Adrian. Um, last question, we've got about a minute and a half uh, until two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm afraid some of my patients won't be approved for financing how do i feel confident offering it yeah i would start
1: so you look at your financing options which one do i offer first offer the one that does not do a hard credit check right because you don't want to hurt the patient especially if there's some sensitivities that they may not get approved so start with the one that has no impact there's just a soft credit check that way if they're not getting approved, at least it didn't waste their time and it didn't ding their credit. Now, if you start with an option that does a hard credit check and they get declined, how do you come back from that? That's tough. It's def- it's defeating. It's going to deflate the other person. It's going to deflate you too. And now we're in a situation where it's really hard to come back full circle with the patient to get back on track with treatment planning because they've just been declined. It wasted their time. It did a hard credit check, ding their score. Why would they even want to bother applying on other solutions to see if there's a better fit? So start with the one with the least friction. Start with the one that does a soft credit check only. That way, it doesn't hurt if they're approved or declined. Um, and this will help build your confidence because you feel comfortable knowing that, hey, this is the least friction, the best way to go, and it's quick and easy, right? A lot of the ones that do soft credit checks, that's the logic behind it, is we wanna get people to see their approval and see their options as fast and easy as possible, and then it makes it easier for them to say yes to your treatment recommendations and moving forward. Um, That's my strongest recommendation. Start with the ones that do soft credit checks
2: outstanding. Well, Adrian, those are all the questions that we have. Uh, We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you too. I appreciate the opportunity and thank you everyone for your time.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode here on Adom Radio. Would love to have you subscribe, whether you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, head out there, find Adom Radio, and be sure to subscribe. That way, each time we upload a new episode, it will come through instantly to your listening device of choice. Also, resources, dentalmanagers.com, dentalmanagers.com. If you haven't been out to the Adom website lately, check it out. There's all kinds of great resources And all of that as you continue to move your practice forward. Thanks for listening, everybody.